All right, what's up, guys? I'm Cody. And I'm Ro. And you have found your way to season two, episode four. Episode four. Of Psychobabble. Psychobabble. The Friendly Neighborhood Podcast. I love that. It's like Spider-Man, but not. But not. Unfortunately not. No, so we are coming to you almost live from... I think it's kind of live. It's still primo. Yeah. I mean, we're not... We have taken the show on the road. Yes. We're not in the Psychobabble Studios anymore. We're not. We're in this makeshift Airbnb. Yes. We are in a guest bedroom in an Airbnb apartment in Chicago, Illinois. And why are we here? Um, because we are attending the APA, hashtag APA 2019 conference. Which is APA stands for what? American Psychological Association. You might have heard of it. It's kind of a thing. Kind of a big deal. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty big deal for us. Yeah. Anyways, we're very happy to be here. And yeah. I'm even more happy. Happier. Happy, happier. Happier. Yeah. Because we're really good at language. Yeah. Because we're PhD students. Yes. But we're very happy to have a very special guest today. Yes. We have a, a friend of the show joining us as we have taken this on the road. So, friend of the show, tell us who you are. And maybe a little bit about, you know, where you go to school, what's going on in your life. Like the typical thing, you, the introduction you yeah. do at every single... Yeah, the, the, the icebreaker that you dread yeah. every time you... The one you made everybody do today. We'll yeah. talk more about that later. Ooh. Did I make everybody do this? Yes. Under the bus already. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, anyways, go. Um, so I'm Marie. I am an incoming third year... Student. Doctoral student, yeah. I don't like saying doctoral student until I actually have doctoral candidacy. That's not the same thing. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'll say, like, I'm a PhD student. Like, I'm trying to yeah. get my PhD, but... Um, Where do you go to school? University of Arizona. Ooh. Yeah, I'm really excited. Go, go Wildcats. Wildcats, Wildcats yeah. Exactly. You're, you're all Pac-12 now. I am a yeah. really cool. proud Wildcat. We'll edit in some, like, some meows in, in a coast. Yeah. <laughs> well, she meows, I think, like, half the time we're with her anyway. She's, like, meowing everywhere she goes. Yeah, it's, a weird, also, it's a weird tick that she has. Is. I don't know. <laughs> but she meows. She doesn't rouse. Yeah. Does yeah. she know that she does that? I think she does. Yeah. I think she doesn't yeah. rouse. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for being here. Thank um, you for having me. We've been wanting to have you on the show for actually quite a while. Yeah. I think I name-dropped you episode, season two, episode one on imposter syndrome, just... Because I'm a really good imposter. You, yeah, just what a <laughs> case study. I'm the imposter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we can, we can even piece that apart. So we, like we said at the top, we are at hashtag APA 2019 the annual conference for the American Psychological Association. So uh, what an appropriate time to do an episode about conferencing. Yeah, I think, why not? Yeah. So for our uh, our babblers out there who are grad students or grad students to be, um, conferencing is something we've, I think, mentioned a lot, but never really dove into really the, the art or the practice of going to a professional conference as we are currently. So I think we have a, a very well-experienced panel here to dive into what really conferencing is, um, how to navigate your time whenever you are attending, the do's, the don'ts, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And this is kind of a very limited perspective. Like, I, think, I know Marie and I have, and you have gone to plenty of conferences mm-hmm. as grad students. But I think one thing you just said, I was like, oh shit, it is. It's like, it's an art. Yeah. It's not so much like a thing you do. And I think 
first thing is like most people who go to conferences are like super intimidated to go to conferences, which is completely normal, mm-hmm. right? But then as you navigate that and you meet people, then you ease in. I think maybe two or three conferences in, depending on how many you go to or which conference you're going to also, I think matters. Yes. Um, you start to kind of find your own kind of like your little groove, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. So there's a couple of things you said there, and I want to start with one of them, which is how do you actually decide what conference to attend or what to apply to in the hopes that, you know, you get a poster accepted or a symposium? Like, how do you go about deciding where to put, you know, your your efforts into? Yeah. I mean, if this is, I mean, we're focused on psychology, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's some that we can, and not only that, like even within psychology, there's a ton of conferences you can go to. Um, so I think it depends on what your specialty is and what you do. But also I think funding has a little bit to do with yeah. that also. So we can talk about that in a bit. But Marie, how do you go and dictate or decide what you want to do? Um, For me, it's definitely like APA is kind of a staple to me. Mm-hmm. I love APA. I've, been, I've only been twice, but both times it's mm-hmm. been really different. Um, I think it depends on the interests and like what I need and want at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, my advisors throughout have been really helpful in helping me pick and choose what to do. Um, and like on the horizon, I see conferences that I haven't been to that I still really want to go to. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Also, I mean, Marie might be a little humble, so I'm going to kind of push her a little bit more, but she's actually a pretty decent conferencer. I think this year... You've been to what two or three, four? I know you've gone to NASP, so the National Association of School Psychology, because we're are all school psychologists by trade. Yes. Um, but you also went to ISPA, and ISPA, you can talk more about that. But that seemed like it was an incredible experience. It was. I won't lie, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty rad. Do you want to tell people about ISPA or what ISPA um, is? So ISPA is International. Um, it's the International Society for School Psychology. Um, it's the International School Psychology Association. There you go. Um, thank you. And my first time going, I was in Japan. It happened to work out that my family was there. So I was really lucky to just kind of, you know, overlap that with um, family. But um, this past year, I got funding to go, which was really lucky. That's not super common. And right now, I'm working with the past president to actually get students more funding to go to that conference. So more students get involved because we're the future. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, so... uh... I know another piece of this too that Raul mentioned earlier is, you know, I can imagine, you know, I've been lucky that all the conferences I've gone to thus far, I think there's been one where I attended that I was the only person I knew going. And so how do you go about navigating a situation where there might be well over a thousand, two thousand people in this conference, you don't know any of them. How do you meet people? How do you go about networking? What does that look like? What have you tried that's really worked or been successful for you? I think you? we could probably piece that apart. Like, how do you even just go to a conference and not know anybody? Because mm-hmm. that was probably ISPA for you, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For my first time, definitely. Yeah. So, how did you navigate that? How did you kind of, what was going to your mind? What brought you to go to a conference where? Like, you were basically going, like, nomad. I was really scared. Uh, I was really nervous. I was super awkward. Um, But I made it through somehow. Um, I just, I don't know. I just kind of went to the different sessions and met different people. And then once I realized 
ISPA in particular is such a close-knit community that everybody's so nice and so willing Mm -hmm. to help you that um, nobody's there to really one-up each other. Nobody's there to be like, oh, you know. Um, So it's a really nice community. So immediately I was like, oh, like I can just be myself and meet people and we can legitimately kind of interact with each other. Awesome. Yeah, I know it makes me think of, and we were talking about this earlier today too, just imposter syndrome and how, and you know, shout out to season two, episode one, but you know, it's likely that you're not the only one who's attending that conference alone. And so there are probably large groups of people who are equally scared about the prospect of being in a place where you don't know anyone and feeling like, you know, you might be making those comparisons to other people that you see who are like, oh my God, like they know all these people and they have this network and I don't. And I'm not going to lie, Cody, like I'm still scared. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm terrified going to conferences, even if I know people. Yeah, I mean, and that's like, I think that's a normal part of just the world that we currently live in as grad students is like, I mean, even coming here, I know a few people, but, you know, there were times today where I was sitting in some talks and looked around the room and I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, the, the, the person who was leading the talk was saying something and everyone was laughing at it and I felt like... Oh, I wasn't like getting what was going on. So, do I really belong here? Like, what, what, what am I not like cued in on? Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, everyone's laughing. Oh, okay, yeah, that, okay, that was something that. Yeah, a quick chuckle. With yeah, over yeah, head. like. So I think that yeah, that just continues to be an underlying theme of the, the conference like the experience. Perspective on this, I have conferences quite a bit as like a very seasoned graduate yeah, student. Yeah, well seasoned. Oh, well seasoned. Over seasoned. Right? Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, I'm a little salty. <laughs> but, um, but today actually, um, Marie put together a function for Division Sixteen. It was like a meet and greet for diverse students, and it had diverse faculty there. And well, before uh, you go, what's oh. Division Sixteen? Just in case our babblers don't know. Psychology. Yeah, so, and this is actually something that I don't have the answer to, and it's actually pretty embarrassing, but um, within APA, there are, do you know how many divisions there are? I know there's over 55. There's over 55 divisions, and basically each division specializes in this really special topic. Um, there's counseling psychology, clinical psychology. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't until recently that I realized I could be part of multiple divisions, yeah, and this yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. Completely blew it. Apart. Well, actually, this will kind of come back to like for Division 16, it's based in school psychology, mm-hmm. so I tend to f- focus my efforts in. Um, Division 16 because it overlaps a lot with NASP. So we get to see the same people, we're working on the same things, we have the same specialty. Because psychology, I don't, I mean, maybe people who aren't within the field don't know, like, it's a very broad topic. Yeah. And it ranges from like birth all the way to adulthood. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things you can really focus on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But at Marie's um, function that she hosted today, which was Fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so awesome to yeah. be there. And Snaps I, for and, you. And I saw her a little nervous today, this morning, when she was getting ready to do it and all, but it was um, a really well-attended function. Um, I was able to connect with a person from my hometown-ish who is the incoming president for Division 16, uh, Edina Vasquez. Yeah. Shout and, out. Yeah, shout out to... I don't know if she's listening to this. <laughs> I'm not name drop, yeah. but she will. 
But um, I'll find her. yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I got to meet her actually earlier at a different booth. I'm working in the booth for the Borough Center, and she stopped by with her husband, and it was really great to talk to her. Recently, um, we had a mass shooting in my hometown of El Paso, and it was really heartbreaking. And we connected more at a very family level. It wasn't about psychology. It wasn't about anything. It was about how are you doing, mm-hmm. you know, when you're impacted by that. And from there, like, I was like, oh, I had this really great connection. Um, and I knew her. She was a psychologist at NMSU, where my family is. My aunt and my uncle both are professors there, uh, Dr. Joe Tamaka and Rebecca Palacios. So it was awesome to see and connect on that point. I thought that was it, you know, because conference is weird. You know, you see people and then you, there's a way that conferences work where you meet multiple people at different points. So then I show up to this not knowing that Dr. Vasquez was going to be uh, is currently president-elect of Division 16. And then I saw her and she goes to me, she goes, what are you doing here? She goes, there's this head nod. It's just like a pass head nod, like, like, like whatever. Like, so whatever you're doing here. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I had no clue until I showed up at that door. I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to go and support Marie. I knew some of the people who were going to be there. And then it just kind of rolled through there. And then later on, kind of bringing it back to you, you can be in multiple divisions. Um, you and me are in the lobby waiting for Marie to come down from her massive conference day that she might be able to talk about later on but um she's like hey we're going to division 45 you should come there's to be music there's to be food it's gonna be like you know i'm like wow that's cool yeah but just from this weekend i know i've made a very not only like a very professional relationship with someone else but i've also met somebody who will i think look after me a little bit more i mean knowing that we have the same family background you know mm-hmm. family being el paso las cruces and we have similar interests we're both in school psychology and it was just a really special event for me that that i never even thought was going to happen this year yeah. so i mean that's one of the like beauties of conferences and being mm-hmm. nervous and not knowing what's going to happen it's okay sometimes the the beauty in it is kind of being open to what's going to happen yeah well i think what sticks out for me for what you just said is you know APA is kind of a a unique situation for conferencing in general because this is the largest conference for uh, psychology and psychological science. And so there are, I I don't know what the number is, but I imagine tens of thousands of people who are attending. But if we think back to that question for, well, how do you navigate that situation not knowing anyone, but still desiring to network, what you just said is a perfect example where you've found that there's this division, this subgroup of people within the organization that share similar interests with you. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but you've even narrowed it down more that this is a, a subdivision within the subgroup of people who were interested in diversity issues. Mm-hmm. So you Fantastic. narrowed down your pool even more to be in an environment where you walked into this social hour that was beautifully organized. Shout out to, to Marie there for that, um, where you can meet people who are from similar backgrounds, similar experiences, and to make that connection. So I think for, for our babblers, the message is if you do find yourself in those situations to really find ways to connect with people that you share that, that background with or those experiences with. And, and I would go further too to say, if you are listening to this, um, now that we've kind of talked about this also, find and find your value, find what you want to go in there. What do you really want out of a conference? You know, if you go into a conference not knowing what you do the first, maybe two or three times, you're getting the you're getting it right, mm-hmm. but after a while, you're paying a lot of money to go to these events. 
and it needs to be with a purpose, it needs to be intentional, you know, you wouldn't just go into your thesis or your dissertation or into anything without just being like, ah, I'm just going to figure out what happens. Yeah. Like, you have to be intentional, and that's where that planning comes, and one thing that really bothered about Marie is that she is very intentional about what she does, and she's got an itinerary, she's she's got this list of things. <laughs> she's letting me know, but I mean, yeah. obviously, like, we're psychologists, so we yeah. meet each other, and I've seen yeah. what she's doing. And seen the spreadsheet, yeah. and yeah. 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 Not so much spreadsheet, but just like, hey, I think I want to go here. She, You pre-plan, right? Yeah. How do you go about that? I feel like everybody does it really differently. Um, like, I've seen people do the spreadsheet tactic. Yeah. Um, for me, I kind of just figure it out when I get there, mm-hmm. honestly, <laughs> or like the night before, which is bad, um, but also good. Like I, I look at the things I have to go to, and then I try to plan around those. She sent me an email probably two weeks before of like things that were like top list, like things that you think you might want to do. Yeah, I mean, um, luckily my advisor, Dr. Desiree Vega, she sends me like all of these really cool events. And so I send them on to other people being like, oh, you want to go this, to this with me? Because obviously it's easier if you go with somebody you know, but... That is so awesome also that your advisor sending mm-hmm. you uh, events to go to and keeping you informed. And that's really special. And I don't necessarily think that's like really... Uh, that's not the norm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Definitely. Really? Nope. Okay. That's well, a very amazing. special thing. Yeah. She's been sending me things yeah, like shout that. Out. I've been texting her Shout out whole... to Dr. Babbler, future Babbler. <laughs> yeah. but no th- that's that's actually really cool and I think that's something that part of this like podcast too that we're doing is like how do you create a new culture of what we should be doing mm-hmm. you know I mean that should be the norm it really should be you know no she's been amazing like I couldn't ask for anything more from an advisor yeah. and I'm not yeah no yeah no, it's, I'm like totally no. genuine about that yeah definitely sometimes like feels like you might be like like blowing smoke up something or no, whatever, but, but it's, it's not like that. Yeah, no, yeah, cause, yeah, because I know. I know what I need and, like, she yeah. has been. Trust me, if you didn't yeah. feel that way, you would not have said it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So. But, yeah, she's been super helpful in, like, getting me connected and telling me about certain events that I otherwise would not have known about at APA. Mm-hmm. You mentioned funding a little bit, so I kind of want to get into that. Yeah. Like, yes. let's, like, let's dive in. Yeah, I mean, funding, okay, so conferences are expensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any way you look about it, yeah. like, it's expensive. You got you get the registration, you've got travel, yeah. housing, food, mm-hmm. you know, if you're at these, yeah, transportation. transportation. Ubers, I spend, like, spent yeah. tons of money on Ubers this trip. Yeah, and if you're uh, like in the professional world and you need continuing education mm-hmm. that's an additional fee any type of like it's like certificate yeah. type things that happen at some of these conferences I feel like once you get faculty you don't have to worry about this too much but when okay. you're grad when, when you're balling on the grad school budget <laughs> yeah when you're a grad student like you just yeah you just do what you can you make you make NP. yeah I'm very fortunate too so I could talk about funding a little bit too but um there are many ways to get funding to go to conferences, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think actually all of us have funding currently right now to go yes. to conferences. Yes. Yeah, I would not be here without... Without me. Well, yes. <laughs> One. Or two. Uh, without funding. Right. So let's dwell into that a little yeah. bit. I think that's yeah, how do you well. get funding? What does that look like? What are sources that are babblers who want to go to a conference? What can they investigate on their own to find do it yeah no I think actually Marie would be a really good place to start off on because I think ours is very specific to our university yes and I think I want to talk more from a broad place because you got this you got your funding from like some really great organizations Mm -hmm. that that make it intentional to fund students like us who 
don't have it all who can who needs support to come out and go through these things so yeah so for all the conferences I've been to this summer I've received funding I've been so fortunate I'm really grateful and I still look back on it and I'm like how did that happen um, because I'm in between programs right now I don't mm-hmm. receive any funding from either of my universities because of like the limbo that I'm right, in yeah. um, so I kind of just went to any funding source I could find um, so one of the this is a really tedious process but the APA website itself has a lot of funding opportunities for students that I didn't even know were there do you know the website name off the top of your head um, I literally just googled like APA scholarships for that's graduate awesome. students that's um, something we probably look up to yeah there's our, yeah. like hundreds of scholarships for graduate students um, a lot of them are specified to specific divisions but I was able to find a scholarship that paid me to come to APA this year. And I didn't find out till very last minute. I didn't find out till like June that I got the funding. But nice. now that I have it, I'm like, yes, I can like actually go. Yeah, yeah. And is there anything else that you've done or, I mean? Um, for International Society, uh, School Psychology Association, um, I applied for their scholarship as well, which wasn't well advertised. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to advertise it more, but um, I'm coordinating right now with some faculty members to make funding more available to students because we do, like, I, I think faculty um, and programs are really aware that getting students to these conferences is really important, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. for the future of the field. Absolutely. Um, so that being said, I think there will be more funding opportunities available, yeah. and it doesn't hurt to just look and try. Yeah. Both of these funding opportunities that I received this summer, I was like, oh, I'll never get it. But I'm just going to apply for shits and giggles you yeah. know, to see what happens. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, enter the imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Listen to season uh, two, episode one yeah. on the imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> no, but le- like legit, you really do. I think you're really good at researching what you want to do in terms of funding wise. And then you apply out there. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't. And I think kind of going back to imposter syndrome like people feel like oh I'll never get this I'm just not going to even take the time to do it mm-hmm. but like throw your name in there I've seen multiple times where pe- multiple people involved if it's like one or two extra people they'll get funding because they want to bring students for a certain reason you know they will find a way I also want to say too like if there's any faculty listening to or people who aren't donating into their their pool to help students kind of get this funding, I think it does go to a really useful spot that we don't know where it goes, but it goes to us. Yeah. And for these experiences, and it goes to the field. So it's worthwhile, I think, mm-hmm. to do that. I know NAS does that, and AP does that too. Yeah. So I think a lot of the psychological associations do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say like in general, for a majority of conferences, the the attendance is heavily favored toward the graduate student like it's professionals do go because there are opportunities to present research or if they're in academia to continue like exposing their research to interested parties but these conferences would not survive without graduate students and they recognize that yeah i know nasp is like one third of the membership currently right now is all graduates yeah national association of school psychologists um and i can't imagine that would differ it's it's so important and there's a lot of money that comes and goes whatever but it's really important to help develop and help this mixture of Psychologists, either from graduate school, with their own training, all the way up to like seasoned professionals. I've seen like a lot of people who've already like like emeritus who have already 
like they're done their career, they're awesome. They still come back because they enjoy just the the culture, the climate, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And mixing that bag is so cool to see, and you don't get that this once a year. So I really didn't think I was going to get any funding for APA. Um, and one vol- like one opportunity that I signed up for was volunteering, which is why I'm going to be there at six forty five tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! Um, but. Like one of the benefits of volunteering is that you get your registration paid for and you get a free workshop, which yeah, people usually point. pay like hundreds of dollars yeah. for. Yeah. How much um, you pay for it? I won't put you on the spot, but I never paid. I know you. I know you. You didn't volunteer, and you're paying a nice penny. Yeah, a pretty penny. But funding covers that. Would go. Yeah. Yeah. So I would encourage students, um, even professionals, to mm-hmm. like really be on the lookout for volunteer opportunities because most conferences do have them to compensate for registration at the very least. And I make sure that any conference I go to, I'm volunteering because not only do you get free registration, which is awesome, or partially compensated, but you get to meet people in the field who you otherwise wouldn't Mm -hmm. interact with. I've met professionals volunteering and it's been an awesome experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that goes too for, you know, we're talking about more like like national or international conferences, but even regional or statewide conferences. Mm-hmm. I know my my grant students always attend a conference in Western Nebraska where they traditionally have, uh, yeah, shout out to Western Nebraska. Shout out? The, the first shout out for <laughs> anything Western anything west of yeah. Lincoln. Um, but it's actually a really good conference. We're not making money, it's just really yeah, great. Yeah, but they have an awesome like really situation there where my students volunteer to you know work the booth sign people in and then they don't have to pay to attend and they get to go for three days to a conference that's really relevant to the training that we're providing to them and so i think those opportunities are there you just might have to search a little bit deeper into the website or contact some people to figure it out. I think that's a really great point too, man. Like, we're talking about APA, like, the biggest of the biggest. Yeah. I mean, I'm always overwhelmed when I go to APA. I think now that I've, this is my second or third one I've been to, and it's my third one, and I feel a little bit more, like, settled, but I know Marie's shaking her head like I'm not, but this is your second one? This is my second. This yeah. is your second, right? Yeah. But regardless, like, but a great way to start off is start locally. Mm-hmm. Go to your school conference. I know schools have a lot of like local organizations where you can yeah. start presenting posters. You have your undergrad research yeah. conference. And they, and, they and, give, and they definitely give funding. At least I know from where we come from at Nebraska, they'll give funding um, to go. Or if you get a poster, then you'll receive some sort of funds. Um, but then state conferences, whatever your organization, if you're clinical site, co-site, school site, any other graduate program, find something locally, get your feet wet, get to meet the mm-hmm. people, and it's a way to continue to build what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to... We, we didn't talk about our funding, though, too, because we... Mm. Yeah, I mean, we can... I don't know. Yeah. You want to talk about our, our sugar mamas? <laughs> I mean, Burroughs. O- Oscar Burroughs. Oscar Burroughs. Oscar and, and Luella Burroughs. Yeah, no. Um, do you want me to go first? I guess, yeah, go for it, yeah. Drop them. Yeah, no, I want the Burroughs Foundation. Uh, not Foundation, but the Center for Burroughs. Oh my God, we're gonna have to re- 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 <laughs> thing, right? We're gonna, uh, we're not gonna edit this in post, but yeah, I'm gonna like say we're gonna edit this, but right? So yeah, yeah this <laughs> Burroughs Center for Testing. We've been conferencing all day. If you yeah, can't tell, I'm a little tired. But, yeah, uh, Burroughs Center for Testing is fantastic. It treats its grad students incredibly well. It's like a very family oriented. I don't know uh, if we've ever actually gone into what. 
I, we can go into it yeah. later. Yeah, a separate episode. Yeah, probably bring some people in. But it's we do a lot of stuff with testing, yeah. right? And um, review and testing. Um, but through my graduate assistantship, I was able to gain funding through this fantastic assistantship. And I'm so luckily and fortunate to have them where, you know, they do value us going and going to conferences, um, mm-hmm. that kind of like outside educational experience. Yeah, professional so, development. Yeah. 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 And then also we get to work the booth and tell people how cool Burroughs is. So yeah, yeah, and a good opportunity to meet a lot of people. Do you guys ever get FOMO at conferences? Like, oh, I should have gone to that session. Yeah, I oh. today I was in a talk that was, you know, you you go to conferences and there's a variety of quality in the presentations. So I was in one today that was very boring. And so I was on my phone and, you know, most conferences now have some type of app if they're a large conference like APA or NASP. So on the app, you can see all the presentations and I was going through and like favoriting all of the ones that I wanted to go to and then realized, so tomorrow on Saturday for us here at APA, I, liked like five things that were happening at one time and so now I know tomorrow going in I'll have to make some decisions about how I want to spend my time yeah but I mean kind of going off that not that that but for me in FOMO I'm going to miss the school shooting uh, talk that's happening tomorrow at APA and with El Paso being so relevant and so new and fresh I tried to find a way to like mix my schedule and just can't. And I didn't know you were missing it. I'm missing it. I thought we were going to go together. I'm like seriously fucking devastated I can't go to it because I want to know so much. I want to yell at the top of my lungs like I'm from El Paso, like type of deal, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen. So I'll rely on you two to yell I'm from El Paso. <laughs> Even though, yeah. No, but like to kind of relate what you get, you don't always get to do what you want to do. And yeah. I think that's also too like their their fundings makes you do certain things like you have to volunteer tomorrow right so you're not exactly like free to do whatever you want you have obligations that you need to meet at a very responsible level not like not in terms of higher not but so I mean, it, it kind of sucks yeah something i was able to do at usf was in some of the labs i was in um we'd have like a divide and conquer strategy where there were so many talks at the same time mm-hmm. that were related to topics that we were interested in researching that we were like okay person A should go to this topic person B should go to this topic and then our next lab meeting will report back with what we learned and like our notes from those different sessions yeah. so there's this FOMO is a little less yeah for sure. uh, I think it's yeah. <laughs> prevalent yeah. yeah well I want to uh, close this Wait, you talk about your funding oh Oh, I, legally, I don't know if I can. You can. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, being weird. <laughs> I was just trying to make you nervous. You made me nervous. My anxious, my childhood yeah. anxiety came up. Listen to season uh, two, episode three. Yeah. Oh, season two, episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my funding structure is a little bit different. Um, I am the project manager for a. A training grant so focus on what on concussion and traumatic brain injury for youth tell me more um so i kind of lead the the training of pre-professional school psychologists to provide concussion management services to youth in schools is the elevator pitch yeah um i've said that a lot now over the last couple of years mm-hmm. but 
so my I guess presence here is funded by finding or continuing to find ways to better train pre-professional school psychologists mm-hmm. or to network and come into contact with new research, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So, you know, I attended two talks today about neuropsychology and biopsychology and we'll continue to look at opportunities for teaching psychology to undergraduate and graduate students. Uh, so my funding is not as specific as like attending or running a booth or volunteering, but still making sure like my ability to be here and be funded is so that I am seeking out these opportunities to develop professionally. I'll, I'll say two things. The first thing is that I think the one thing that's very common across all three of us is that we are taking on leadership roles mm-hmm. for the most part and we are going above and beyond to do some extra work so it definitely helps if you have that personality now this is the second point if you don't necessarily want to take a leadership role there are a lot of different ways you can apply for funding through your own department i know at university of nebraska lincoln as like department we get 250 mm-hmm. 200 uh, 250 right yeah 250 for yeah. 250 for um if we're first author on a poster or a mm-hmm. presentation, so we get it once a year. So there's different things that your, your lab might do, be able to do or your department might be able to do. That's incredibly helpful. Um, as still, at that point, you're still taking leadership, your first author on that, yeah. so whatever you do. And posters are a really nice, safe way to get your feet wet. Yeah. But, yeah. Pad the CV, get good experiences presenting research. And then also above the, your own department, because that's our department, the college will also fund you to yeah. do something. So there's there's nifty ways you can go. So I would probably say if you're like a, an intro student, like first year, second year grad student into your program, um, probably more first year, like talk to a grad student, like a mm-hmm. senior student, and they're going to be super helpful in terms of helping you navigate that. Yeah. Um, and then once you get there, you can talk to Marie, and she'll tell you how to get funded. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she uh, is volunteering to talk to all of our babblers about how to obtain funding. So shout she, out. She will solve all your problems. Yeah, she will. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> That's me. So okay. Excited. Well, let's look, close this out with a little bit about how to actually survive a conference. So you at this point, let's say hypothetically, you have applied to a conference to present something you have obtained funding you're ready to go you are now at the conference you've got a place to stay yep. everything else is good to go Great point. and now you're looking at the next three days worth of going to this conference how do you actually survive and navigate the weird world of conferencing the fun the fun world weird world but it's fun I swear yeah I have a love hate relationship with conferences I'm I'm definitely like naturally an introvert so I like my own space um I definitely make time for myself during the day okay yeah how do you do that like um because I mean there's a lot of conferencing being done right mm -hmm. so like it's like an hour, an yeah. hour and a half session. I mean, it, the yeah. conference doesn't stop. No, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it does not stop. Yeah. But um, yesterday, for example, I found a very quiet spot in one of the desolate hallways between venues, and I just kind of sat there for like an hour by mm-hmm. myself. Nice. Like, I just needed it. 
Um, I get really overwhelmed very easily. I get yeah. super anxious. I really don't like talking to people. So, surprise. I'm, yeah, I mean, it is kind of, but because you're good <laughs> at it. But it, I think it goes a bit about like code switching. Like, you know, you have to know who, you're, who you mm-hmm. are and kind of how you have to react in certain in front of certain people yeah but. how you how you present yourself yeah and, yeah. yeah that's good that thing's yeah really i would i like my one piece of advice would just not to be like i think my first time going to all of these conferences i was really ambitious i was like i'm gonna go to all these sessions in a row they're only 10 minutes apart whatever that's fine yeah but just like don't burn yourself out that would be yeah. my main piece of advice yeah. is to like be pragmatic about how yeah. you're planning the and, and kind of go with that like these sessions that you may think you'll never see again will happen next year yeah like I think that's one thing too like we don't know it's like there's research interests that may improve a little bit but research in general like psychology is, academics is super slow so if you miss it this year you'll probably get to see it next year mm-hmm. or you're so much change so go to see what you want to see really yeah like if you have to like rate your stuff then do it yeah well i know like similar to marie's point um you know for the conferences that i've attended since i started grad school it's been like san diego chicago atlanta dc like coast to coast yeah like major cities and i point that out to say um graduate students can't afford to stay in the conference hotel where no, it's being hosted. We're, that's why we are in the second yeah. level Airbnb. Yeah, <laughs> the, that's why the studios are in uh, Pilsen. Yeah, thanks, and, yeah, Really great neighborhood. Yeah, great neighborhood. Shout out. I'm actually, I'm actually loving it, too. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, um, but we are, are not recording this in the uh, Marriott Marquis, where it's probably 400 to $500 a night or, for a room. Not only that, it's probably like... 25th to 34th floor overlooking the yeah. the great lake like, of... Like Lake Michigan? Yeah. I will say that I'm like really grateful to have made the connections in order to be able to stay with other people. Yeah. Yeah, like otherwise yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, but I point all of that out to say it. you do have to take a concerted effort at conferences to find time for yourself because you can't afford and you're not staying at the conference hotel so you can't just go upstairs and go to your room for an hour and cool off so like marie said you have to find places within your your immediate environment to just sit down and you know maybe take your phone out play a game do whatever it takes just to disconnect yeah. and that's you know something i did myself today was after all of these talks and everything was like i was i could tell i was feeling tired and i just didn't want to be around people so I walked around, I mean, in this conference convention center that we're at in Chicago is massive. It, it's at least like four or five city blocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you said that today we're walking. Yeah, so I, I walked for like 10 minutes and then walked as far, far away as I could from where like the, the core of the conference is and then found a place where I could sit kind of by, by myself and just spend some time disconnecting and getting back to a point where I felt like okay I can go back now I'm I feel refreshed and mm-hmm. I think being aware of how your mood affects your ability to yeah. engage in the conference environment and be willing to to take those breaks is really really important yeah I would also say I mean because we're looking at like just like conferences like suggestions right so mine would be to 
lean on your mentors and your advisor mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. let them dictate the show like today we met with my old men- well not my old he is old <laughs> but yeah because we know, oldest. We know I'm going, the oldest <laughs> no dr samsung incoming division 16 yeah shout out uh, president shout out to babbler dr song because he knows about this now so i know he'll listen to this yeah but he got a know, sticker too. He got a sticker. He got a yeah, sticker. It's official so, now. Yeah, it's official. But he was really happy we were doing this also. But we were able to connect. But also, like, he he has a really great way of mentoring and always including you in what he's doing. You know, and I think that's a really great thing that mentors do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make you feel awkward. You know, be mindful of your surroundings, be very thankful. This is my way of thanking him. And he'll be, I don't know what we'll say later. But, um, you know, but good mentors do that. And if you have a good mentor or a good advisor, they'll be like, hey, come with me to this certain place and hang out with me or get to meet these people and they will connect you because it's a very small community. It may seem like it's massive, but mm-hmm. it's relatively small, you know, in terms of the people who are doing um, the type of work that we're doing. Yeah. So, so take it for what it is and be grateful and appreciative. Do the work you're supposed to do and... and you know, I'm yeah. really happy. Like today, like Sam took us all out today, and mm-hmm. got to we got to hang out a little bit with some future faculty members, or you know, not future, they were faculty. Members, yeah, right. Because I think we're, we somehow weaseled our way yeah, into. Yeah, I don't know how I got in there. We weren't supposed to be there, no, but we really but we were there. It was just for faculty. Yeah, it was a free happy hour. Yeah. So I mean, enjoy the. Can happy I give hours. a small shout out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to give a shout out to Aria Fiat because without people like her at this conference, I wouldn't have made it. Well, I think, okay, <laughs> A, I mean, I got to meet Aria today because you said like- She's you, amazing. You know us both from different mentorships, and this is also goes back to that peer mentorship. Me and uh, Marie met at NASP Chicago, Chicago 2016, I think, maybe. 17, I don't, I don't think I was even in school in 2016. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know, but we met there, and you also know Aria from there. But I think it goes to show about students, mentorships, and different levels. Like, lean on those people, too. Because I've been talking about, like, all these faculty people. But talk more about Ari and your relationship. and that no, peer network. Even, yeah, no, even meeting you guys. I'm, I'm super grateful that I have people that I can see at conferences and be like, oh, I feel safe around these people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just knowing that I have them. Yeah. But, like, without Aria, I probably would have been on the floor crying. <laughs> Today, for sure, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, I mean, I think there's, like, f- for grad students versus faculty or, like, professionals in academia, conferences serve different purposes. And I think as grad students, we're all here because we're trying to better ourselves and get awesome experiences. And you know, I think at least my, I'm definitely always an optimist. So I would hope that everyone who's like us, who are grad students trying to, figure out this world that we're living in that like you are willing to lend a helping hand and if it is someone like Arya who is interested in similar things as you that you can collaborate and when you do collaborate with other people with similar interests there is a really really cool outcome that can happen so I will say that Marie gave a suggestion I gave a suggestion what does Cody Sillsby have to say oh <sighs> um I think similar to what I said before is recognizing that a conference is a marathon. It's not a sprint. I think recognizing that, yes, there might be a hundred different talks you want to go to or workshops you want to go to, but 
what's important is that when you go to that talk or that workshop that you're engaged and you're like interacting with that information in a way that's meaningful and you're not just sitting there like drooling like I was in this talk today where I sat there for 50 minutes and I honestly could not tell you anything about it. Sometimes you have to sit and drool. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes you need that. Yeah. Like it's. But why? I agree with you. But why? Because it can be really overwhelming. Like, oh. you, need, you need that space to just be like, oh, I'm just going to veg out for a second. Right. I was thinking more like, you got to have, like, the downers to appreciate the uppers. Is, I think that's oh, what I was going yeah, with that, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I like, think they're both I think right. Dalai Lama yeah. would totally agree with you. Uh, I hope so. I, mean, <laughs> I think I know more than that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, go. that's, that's an issue for, yeah. for a separate episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just just pace yourself. Like That's a great There are so many amazing opportunities at these conferences but those opportunities don't mean anything if you don't really take advantage of them and if you aren't really able to be present when you're there i will also say this and i think it's incredibly important that i know dr sue who is a probably an all-star babbler like who listens to everything we say would tell us if you meet somebody that you really appreciate who's gone out of the way, send a thank you. Yeah. Follow up on what you do. These relationships, they don't have to do what they do, especially people who've already had that are in a power, not power, in a position of, you know, experience and have a lot of, like, a lot of things to do. They're really busy. Mm-hmm. If they talk to you, send a follow-up email, get a contact and say, I really appreciate what you've done for me. Yeah. Or it was great meeting you. It doesn't have to be long. It can be really like quick and simple. Just acknowledge but it. Yeah. It's acknowledging it and it's saying like, you know, you're you're aware of what they did for you. Yeah. You know, and, and that connection. That goes a million miles. Mm-hmm. So follow yeah, up good advice. you do meet, you know. I know we did that actually, and it was that's just without the student level, you know. But if you want to make a meaningful connection, like just follow up with someone and say, Hey, thanks. It was great yeah. meeting you. What does that mean anything? And it doesn't have to go further than what it is, but acknowledge that, you know, mm-hmm. it's important. It's, yeah. it's, it's a nice thing. It's a nice gesture. So Absolutely. Well, we have reached what seems to be the end of season two, episode four. Yeah. Um, we, it was, it was a fun one. You know, we, we took the show on the road. Yeah. We didn't really have a, much of a script. We knew kind of conceptually what we wanted yeah. to do, but... We're just Marie just smashed it. Just like verbalizing what we're living currently. Yeah. Uh, so we. Do we, you, you want to say anything else before we, we sign off? No, no uh, final thoughts. No final. She's nodding her head, and <laughs> crawling in the corner. So we we briefly, very briefly mentioned it earlier, but we have stickers. We do have stickers. We have some swag. So if you hear this episode, share it. Yeah. And we're going to send you some. I do want to give a shout out to Babbler B because Babbler B, when I sent out uh, the first kind of round, she got back to us right away. Yeah, so, she's the OG. Oh, she's like, <laughs> yeah. seriously, when we get stuff, we're just going to send it to her. Yeah. So I got her address now. So it's coming your way, Babbler yeah. B. We know, we know you are amazing and I appreciate you. She was like, I listened to you last time and just you, like, like kind of like if we didn't know who she was, I'm like, we don't have a lot of viewers no, or no. viewers, listeners. So, yeah. Like, we definitely recognize the people who are yeah. are listening to us, and we're hoping for bigger things to come that might happen, maybe yeah. not. But. Yeah. Hey, you know, episode three, when I posted it on social, uh, we had a lot of people actually share it. So before 
I left to drive to Chicago, where we are now. I put several uh, stickers in the mail. Did that you should really? be yeah that that are sent out to our babblers. So Dude, my, my dad called me. He's like, <laughs> I won't say exactly for what he said to me, but he goes, "Hey, where's my sticker? I shared your podcast. <laughs> Fill in with a hey, yeah, yeah. Blank. some ex- expletives there. Yeah, yeah, and I was like." cool pop <laughs> like I appreciate that so shout out to my pop who's listening to us yeah. also love you yeah so if you've made it this far you obviously know that you can listen to us wherever you find a podcast whether that be Spotify Google Apple Breaker Speaker Whatever. all of the podcast you places you on social media yeah with, uh, we're, we're everywhere Facebook Instagram Twitter and then our the the hub of it all anchor.fm slash psychobabble if you do listen on spotify which i love spotify we're psychobabble studio so yeah the studio is a big part of that yeah so you'll see the brain yeah if you haven't subscribed yet find us on one of those platforms and then until next time cheers yeah yeah